Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is Sprint Day at the 2023 Austrian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Max Verstappen lays down the law after a feisty battle with teammate Sergio Perez, dominating the 24-lap sprint race by almost a second a lap. Ferrari picked up third place with Carlos Sainz, but teammate Charles Leclerc couldn't score points in the slippery conditions. But if Sunday's race is dry, the team thinks a double podium can be on the cards. And Mercedes' mixed bag of a weekend continued, with a poor sprint qualifying, delivering points, and some renewed optimism for a productive Grand Prix. For all the latest from the Red Bull Ring paddock, including an act of charity from Fernando Alonso, let's hear now from your host, Julianne Serasoli. The rain came, but it wasn't by any chance enough to beat Max Verstappen, who won the 24-lap sprint race with a 21-second advantage over teammate Sergio Perez. Still, it was the best sprint we've seen so far, and I'm here to tell you all about it. I'm Giuliani Sarazzoli, and I'm speaking from the Red Bull Ring, where we had one of my favorite setups for a race this Saturday. It started to rain when we were already on the grid waiting for the cars to come from the outlaps. You can almost touch the tension in the air when it happens. It starts with, is it going to get wet enough so we can get the inter tires ready? And after a while, it gets to, oh my God, what if it rains harder? And everyone starts looking over each other's shoulders to see what the others are doing. As usually, Adrian Newey didn't seem to be fussed about it. He was doing his usual walk with his notepad, and I noticed he spent a lot of time next to the McLaren. Well, Lando Norris McLaren, of course, the only upgraded one this weekend. Lando has been one of the names of the weekend, but lost out massively when the anti-stall kicked in at turn three. So he went straight from third maybe looking into getting in the middle of the Red Bulls to out of the points, even though he had a lot of fun with some fights with Charles Leclerc, but still not enough to be in the points. Norris could have got the lead if it wasn't for that, because the Red Bull drivers were battling heavily in the first lap of the sprint. Verstappen lost out to Paris at the start, as the right side where Paris was had less grip, which is what you need when it starts to rain. Max felt the Mexican pushed him to the grass, and he did do that a little bit on the way to turn three, or maybe there were the turn two that doesn't exist. But anyway, the Max was very aggressive on the braking at turn three, but managed to get back into the lead. This moment would have seen the closest Paris would see Verstappen in this whole afternoon, or at least until they had a conversation soon after the sprint 
to clear any misunderstandings between the two. Paris said he didn't see Max. Max said he believed him and everything was fine between them. Paris ended up behind the flying Nico Hülkenberg, who was fourth on the grid, took a good 11 laps to leave that has behind. And when he did so, Max was 10 seconds in front and he would go on to open another one second per lap or so. He was asked, why do you need to do that? And he said something like, I, I don't try to do it. It just happens. So that was Max's explanation for having such a big margin in the sprint. And on the other Red Bull, Paris said he's confident with the car this week. His only issue is the flu, which was quite noticeable during the interviews. You could hear his voice. He was struggling a little bit. And he said he's far from great, but getting better. But he will probably have a tough race on Sunday, starting from 15th. Remember, he had that problem with the deleted laps with track limits during qualifying on Friday. So that means Verstappen's main rivals would be the Ferraris. But I'm not sure we can even say that. Yes, Ferrari is improving, but Red Bull still has some margin. So it's more likely second place Charles Leclerc and third Carlos Sainz on the grid will be paying more attention to what's happening behind them. Leclerc had some fun battles during the sprint. He was starting ninth after getting a penalty for impeding Piastri during, during qualifying, or at least it looked fun for us. He wasn't having any fun at all in the car. He thinks he does something wrong with his driving style maybe when we have this kind of wet to dry conditions it, and that clearly doesn't work for the Ferrari. He said the rear of the car gets really pointy, which is something he usually likes, but in a way that is too unpredictable. So he doesn't like the way it does it when it's from wet to uh, dry. So that explains a Saturday with no points for Charles Leclerc. Sainz started fifth. He gained Norris and Hülkenberg's position and finished in the top three for the first time this season. He was one of the few drivers who had a very quiet sprint. And we'll be hoping for a quiet Sunday as well, because that would mean maybe another podium and also would mean Ferrari are not only better in terms of car balance, which is something that we've seen this weekend, but also tire degradation. Because in the sprint, we didn't have any clues about tire deg, which are usually so useful for engineers. The top five only used the Inters, while most of the other drivers switched to softs and just a few, one or two drivers switched to mediums. But even so, only for a handful of laps. So nobody could really understand tire deg, especially with the harder tires, which are the tires which we should see during the race. So remember last year, we had many medium hard hard strategies and we could have the same this year. So what else happened? Alonso showed he could be in front of Stroll and of course he said afterwards he tried everything but he did stay behind and will start behind Stroll in the race. So that's something to watch for how Alonso is going to behave tomorrow. Just remembering the whole background of this story, Stroll is having a very bad run of races and Fernando seems to want his teammate to uh, pick up the pace a little bit. The Astons will be starting in 
sixth and seventh behind Lando Norris. And I think everyone is really curious about the updated McLaren race pace. It would be very surprising if they could keep up with Lewis Hamilton, who's starting fifth, and with the Astons. But Lando could be fighting for some good points this Sunday. Starting 18th only, Hamilton was out of the points this Saturday, but it was closer than he might have imagined when he lined up for the sprint. He found some grit beyond the white line at the start of the race and was racing teammate George Russell more or less close to the points when George was the first one to call for dry tires. And it was the right call. He was last on lap 16 and he crossed the line some centimeters away from seventh place. It was interesting to hear from Hamilton that he feels this is his Achilles heel in F1. When there are these changing wet dry conditions, he feels he always changes his tires a little bit too late because he doesn't like to gamble. And he also said that maybe later this year, as he's not fighting for the championship, maybe now it's time to start to gamble. Another one who decided not to gamble was Alex Albon, who was running seventh and decided to stick with the Inters, being overtaken by several cars in the end. Esteban Ocon was running with him, a little bit behind him. For most of the sprint, did the same, it was seventh in the end. So Albon was very, very frustrated. But he's starting tenth this Sunday, so could still be getting some good points for Williams. The problem is he has at least two cars that are quicker than him starting behind. So Russell and Paris. So it could be a tough afternoon for him again. Russell and Paris, by the way, are the only cars which are really out of position for the race this Sunday and should make their way through the field on a track which always allows overtaking. Last year, the Austrian Grand Prix had one of the biggest number of moves of the season and with all the unknowns about tire bag and not a lot of dry running this weekend, we have reasons to believe it could happen again. And my off-track take of the day is again food. I was having my second meal of the day in the media center, thinking of how many people are using the Rebel Ring food service, so to speak. It's not normal that we offer proper meals because they do breakfast, they do lunch and dinner every, every single day. Of course, that's a joke, okay? But I may have had an insight on why Rebel broke the budget cap because remember, they blame the spending with catering. As always, it must be the media's fault, but no. The Red Bull Ring catering bills stay in Austria and they don't go to the team. What should travel to Mutual Kings is another trophy. But even though favorite Verstappen was on pole twice and won a 24 lap race by 21 seconds, we can't say this weekend has been boring. And I expect more of that this Sunday. So let's see how it goes. And I'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks very much to Julianne, who's in the paddock all weekend, where journalists are always very well catered for. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Austrian Grand Prix paddock by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, you can also check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on in the paddock between episodes by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. 
My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.